All right, yeah, sounds good. Well, cool. welcome to the next episode of Clinically Pressed. We're here with Jordan Rudolph and Unity Fitness in Lacrosse, and um, checking out the facility, gaining a little bit of knowledge. So yeah. thanks, thanks for being a guest, Jordan. Thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. Big fan of the show. So happy to be a part of it. I want the backstory <laughs> on camera, on film. And also yeah. where you're located and the smell that you had to get rid of <laughs> yeah. to make this place what it is. Right. Uh, so the uh, the backstory is this is this is my like almost to the day now uh, five years in the personal training field. Um, started at Snap Fitness here in uh, in Lacrosse in the Crescent um, as a one-on-one -on -one trainer, and there you kind of operate as your own business, your independent contractor. Uh, at the time, They're, they've changed. They've changed their business structure now, but uh, essentially you grow into your own way of doing things. Um, and the, the big part that I noticed right away is that I had a lot of catching up to because there's a lot of guys that had more experience than me, so I had to learn from them. Uh, they were my closest resources, so I just shadowed as much as I could. Started off with like one or two clients. Uh, you know, one's at 8 a.m., the other one's at 3.30, so it's like, what do you do with the other parts of the day? Hung out at the gym a lot. Um, and just shadowed them. So I was just always watching them and getting to know them. And uh, Randy Erickson was, was the head trainer at the time, and he's kind of my, my deemed first mentor. So I learned a lot of my stuff from him, but then I started looking into people that he was listening to and, and reading about. And he'd always reference names, so I figured I should probably start knowing some names <laughs> and getting in that, that side of things. So it, fast forward a few years, um, I became the head trainer. Uh, everyone basically left except for two or three of us. And we were recruiting in a bunch more trainers to uh, fulfill the uh, the population in our in our gyms. And what I struggled with the most was that every like you ask a person how to squat, or if you ask a person a nutrition question, um, how much water I drink a day, like even something as simple, what I would deem as simple as that, there was different answers for all of us, which really frustrated me, it scared me, because I was getting I was getting clients from trainers that left, and I was handing some of mine down to the new trainers that were well along their way. Um, or that we were a better fit and all of a sudden they're coming back to me like hey he's having me do this and you've never had me do it before because you told me that so it was it was frustrating so I knew that we needed to train uh, train our trainers in a different way so I started working on a pro uh, progress into that type of system for our trainers itself but being independent contractors they didn't have to listen to me they just had to fill their quotas um, so I started Unity Fitness as an online training program for people that either left SNAP or for family that traveled somewhere else and they wanted to still have my services but didn't feel like it was right for them to do it for free. Um, and we kind of went through the whole thing like, yeah, if you do it for free, you usually don't have that like value attachment to it too. Right. So we started working through that. Um, and, a, and a guy that was doing some classes with me uh, found me online and, and one was interested, just get a program developed and it was Unity to be like the program, the nutrition, and the support. So we have, they have constant email access to me, but then once a week or once every two weeks, depending on the type of package that they bought, we would have a 45-minute, half-an-hour conversation on the phone to, to get some goals, some weekly goals, some weekly habits established. And this guy brought it up to the owner, and uh, the owner took it as I was starting to pick people out of the gym. So um, it, it put me in a very awkward position, and, and him too. Like it was, it was a tough position all the way around. Like it never was my intention to do it that way. So it was just best that if I wanted to continue that route and make Unity Fitness a thing, which at that time in my life it was like online training, like this mm -hmm. is the future, uh, I quit. So uh, literally uh, just showed up one day and just said, here are my papers, like I think it's just best that we both part ways. 
Um, here are all my clients' information, alphabetical order, like I'm trying to organize it the best I can. Um, but I just, I just left. Um, and all of a sudden clients are calling me and asking what happened, where are you going, like what are you doing, like we heard this, we heard that, like, okay, so I had to kind of clean some things up, but it was just in the best interest at that moment. Um, so then I started online training. I went through that for about two months and I helped start a gym in Caledonia on their personal training system, uh, life, lifestyle fitness. And then I started getting kind of back into that whole training thing again, like, man, like if we could just do it like in groups, like I, right before I left, I started pulling people together because I wanted to work with more people and more of my clients wanted to come back to me. And if you do one-on-one, -on -one, you can't see everybody. And, and people started wanting to come in like two or three times a week, sometimes four, and they hated doing stuff on the off days. They didn't like going on the elliptical and doing their intervals or doing their steady states, whatever, whatever it is. So I, I started thinking about, like, man, do we... Do we go out to California um, to be next to like my mentors that, again, self-deemed, but all the online mentorship that I did with uh, Alan and Rachel Cosgrove, Dean Somerset, like it was, it was just like, do we go to California to be closer to that and learn from them and just be in the action and, uh, and, and grow that way and then always come back here or do we just, do we just try this out, see it through? Um, decided to stick in the cross and give it a shot, filled everything for the SBA, looked through a bunch of locations. This was actually always number one. Um, and this one ended up being the one that fell through, or everything else fell through, and this one ended up being the one that just stayed. So uh, SBA happened, signed the lease in here the next day, and we were in the next day, like finally knocking down the walls that I've been looking at for like four months. Like, I can't wait to get my hands in that yeah. wall. I can't awesome. wait to get my hands in that wall. So we have a video of me just taking the hammer and just nice. sludging the wall. Um, so this was all in here. This was all like a elevated flooring, there was a, a counter back here, there was walls separated through the whole thing, so we knocked a bunch of stuff down. And we went in the old pleasing building. Uh, and they had seasonings here for about 34 years. And there was uh, the back room, which is where their mixing room was. Um, the walls were supposed to be like, a, like an ivory color, and they were like brown, they were orange, oh. and the seasonings <laughs> were against the wall. So we tried like wiping it off one day and didn't make a dent. So we had to call somebody in and he brought in like industrial grade uh, car cleaning stuff that they use on like farm equipment. Wow. Um, and a power pressure washer yeah. to knock this whole thing out yeah. and like clean it all up. And each day, like we're just like, man, that smell's gotta go. Like nothing against the pleasings, but the, the smell has to go. Yeah. It, was, it was strong and I, it was in our noses. Like I'd blow my nose and it'd be like pleasing and it's not my clothes, it's in my car. Like it was just, life was pleasing then. Can't um, get away from it. Right, the eyes were turned orange, it was pretty bad. And, um, so we're just hoping like one day it's gonna go away and I started noticing, I thought, hey, I think the smell's getting better. Like we, we gutted like everything we could. Um, the carpet, the flooring, except for like the tile that you see here, uh, but everything we could got washed. And we repainted, we primed everything and then one day somebody next door said like, hey, I don't really smell that, that smell anymore. So I'm thinking like, please let it go. Uh, and the only spot you can really smell it at the gym is on a hot summer day now. And it's as soon as you step inside the door, there's the little brick, uh, like, laminate flooring there. Okay. It's underneath that flooring. Oh, but really? If you don't know what the smell is, as soon as you step by it, you're done. <laughs> nice. So you don't, you don't smell it anymore. Okay. Manageable. Yeah. 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 But the number one, like, out of all the things that could have happened in the business side of, side of things, like, seriously, the, the smell was... That's like our biggest insane. fear, like we're not so going to get rid of that. Could be worse though in the grand yeah. Right, right. And then it was funny because we, we were going through like, oh, we're going to make this work. Like we'll do it. We'll have clients that come back to me. Like we'll be okay. 
but that smell's got to go. <laughs> you know, like, they'd come in here to do, give a tour, and they'd see where we were at in our progress, and like, you guys got to get rid of that. Like, yeah, we're working on it. Not enough for breeze in the world. Right. No, no. Um, but man, I, I, I remember like telling her, uh, Mandy, uh, like my girlfriend who's also the manager, like telling her, like, I think it's getting better. She's like, no, I think you're just getting used to it. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. God knows yeah. that. So, um, we brought Unity Fitness to a physical location, uh, and Unity still stood for something, but it couldn't just be, like when we first started, it still was like nutrition, exercise, support. Like that was Unity, it was a full circle of everything that you need to get results. And shortly after we started, uh, I realized that it's more than that now. Like I wanted them, like they're coming to us for exercise, like they know that already. So if we can give them accountability and results and community, and support that'll kind of create the unity effect, and that's now what kind of unity represents to to that extent, um, where the results encompass the exercise and the nutrition. Um, but now they have the accountability with us, as everyone here has a coach that they can mm -hmm. refer to, or coaches. You know, it's not just one coach, and uh, it's not just my way; it's it's our way. So it's it's kind of like Unity Fitness is our vision. So we we squat the way Unity Fitness wants us to squat. You know, so it's not my thing, even though it's. That's like we all get together and we talk like they, when we're squatting, this is how it should look like. This is what we need to help people with. If they have some sort of dysfunction, this is how we help them. Um, and we do it in a collaborative effort, so there's not just one person saying like, hey, this is how I squat, this is how I want you to squat, it's, this is how we're going to get you to squat here. It's always we, it's always us. Um, it's always a team effort. And there's no more, uh, you know, they go to him and it's he's saying this, and they go to her, he's just right. saying that where we just help them all as a whole. And if we don't know a question, um, one of the coaches doesn't know a question, an answer to a question, we can just refer to the other coach. And if we all don't know, then we're gonna, probably all of us in here will be looking it up that night for research space, you know, and then we're coming back and we'll end up all sending an email to the, to the <laughs> member. Um, so not to place all the blame on Snap Fitness or anything, but how would you say that you guys are different or better than mm -hmm. more of the commercialized fitness yeah. industry or the way they, they, they do know, things? The community thing. The community thing is huge. Um, so that's, that's a huge part of it. You know, it's not where uh, everyone comes in here, we know their name, and we know probably five things about them. Um, and it's not just me, all of our staff. Like, that's, that's something that we pride ourselves with, where we, we actually, like, log that information. Um, but we get to know people on a personal level, uh, and we've had several, several members that have been to different gyms in the area and in the country, and they've, they've noted how uh, they, just the fact that we know their name when they come in, or we say bye to them by name, like makes their day. Or when we greet them with a smile as they come in. So that's a huge thing for us, that's what we coach all of our people on, uh, all of our employees on in here. But we also have the people in here, the members in here, that know all the other members. You know, it's that type of community too. It's not just the staff pushing it forward, it's the members engulfed in it as well. So there's that part of it, and the other part of it is the individualized level. We really, really, really try to get to know them through and through on everything that we could possibly know. Like our whole interview process is just getting to know the person. And we do, of course, the health history stuff along the way, but they're asking questions that they said like doctors ask them. and, and, and um, that their that their significant others ask them like they don't even know the answer you know they're like oh my husband's never even asked me that okay like that's fine like now you can tell them what the answer you know yeah, and sure uh, but it allows us to get to know them because in, in in the grand scheme the more we know the more we can individualize and the more we can make this about them and we can we can make their program 
that more specific to them too. Um, and that's, that's something that I, I think it's just in the personal trainer nature in me, like I've always tried to do that, but that's something that we just mainstream now. So it's, it's just our process, it's just, it's just what we do. Mm -hmm. So, so what's the process look like if someone's wanting to come to the gym? Uh, yeah. What what do you take them through or yeah? What's so, so that's probably the, like the biggest thing because they first come in and they don't see like the machine. So that's still uh, that happens almost every week. We have somebody come in and they they walk right by me and they'll come to this back room and they'll go to the further the classroom in the back and they'll where's your machines? Right. Uh, we don't have any. <laughs> you know and like oh so you're CrossFit? Well, we're not CrossFit. We do similar stuff. Oh so. Your boot camp. Well, we're not boot camp, but we do some. <laughs> you know, so they, they, they don't really know what we do. Um, so we, we sit them down and we ask them what their goal is. That's the biggest thing. We got to know what their goal is so we know where to start and how to help them. We go through the whole uh, physical activity readiness questionnaire to make sure that they're, they're ready to be uh, going into an exercise program. And then they get a functional movement screen. Um, they do it on their, their initial visit. If they come in gym clothes, like we're doing it on the spot. Otherwise, we'll bring them back in as soon as we can to, to do that right away. Um, and then we, we get their goals written down on a sheet of paper and if they want to, if they stay here, they don't stay here, they can take that sheet with them because that's, that's uh, important. But we also figure out their why, like what brought them in the door, why is that their goal, why is that important to them, why is, why is that going to make you feel better, why is, you know, just we keep asking why in a few different ways just to get them really motivated and ready to take that action step. And I always tell them like, hey, it doesn't have to be with us and if it's not with us, like I'll find a place for you to go. Um, but the process that they do that, they come in here, movement screen, package, and if they do the package, like they can either come back to a class that night if uh, their movement quality is, is well, they're not in any injury, uh, medical issues or anything like that, um, or we're training the next day if we can. Uh, and then they get an assessment with our, uh, with the physical, uh, physical therapist that works here, Matt Haberl, Dynamic Physiotherapy. Everyone gets free assessments with him as, as being a member here, so we get to do a double check with him. He can obviously take the, the screening process uh, quite a few steps further than I can, um, legally and, and otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So he can he can check all that other good stuff out, and, and he helps develop our programs with us too. Uh, if there's anything that we need to know um, that I can't screen for that he can find out, we just keep keep that process pushing forward. Um, yeah, that's that's basically. We don't do any we don't do any uh, assessments of sorts. Um, we used to. Our biggest assessments now are the programs. Like we see it in the programs, we see them getting stronger. Uh, they feel themselves getting stronger. They see themselves getting better. We do some some assessments later on, like with body fat percentage or girth measurements. Um, we can do cardiovascular tests if they want to, but a lot of times, like that person's just ready to go. They don't care what the numbers say. If they ask, we'll certainly do it. But otherwise, we're we're trying to get them roaring as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. Do you read movement screen them just as, you know, yeah. a year out, six months out, or whatever um, it is? I know we've run into that doing it with our athletes. How often do we do it? Yeah. So we, we have it set up where we can do it every six weeks. Um, oh, okay. And, and wow. the programs, we have it that soon, but we only pick, like, one or two things to rescreen. Right. Um, the priorities. Like the big findings. Right. Yep. And if we see that there's like two or three in a row where they're not getting anything, we'll just take it all away and we'll do it in like three phases, so 12 weeks. We'll do it in three gotcha. months. And we're actually seeing better results doing it that way. Where we used to do it every six weeks and, and people weren't quite quite at that point yet. And then we get to that 12th week and they're kind of there, but they're still, you know, we see better movement. Um, maybe they're not in pain anymore. Maybe there's a better form overall, but they, they're seeing, or we're seeing better movement screen results now, like doing it every three months. 
like every 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 um, 12 weeks essentially is one okay. of the programs. They go through two phases, so when they start their third phase, it happens in the fourth week. Um, we go through six week phases, and uh, so it'll essentially be week 16. Um, we rescreen like the two big priorities, and we've just had, uh, I think we've had finally, uh, let's see, we have 10 people now, I think, in the gym that are above a 17. Wow. Um, which is like a big deal for, for that aspect of things, for, for movement quality. There's a lot that fall below the 12. Our, our, our general score, our average score in the gym is below 12. It's like an 11 and a half. Okay. Um, so we're getting more towards like that 17, 18 mark. Like we're seeing it more and we're retesting it. I'm putting them all into our computer and, and re-adding them up. And we, we just now kind of cracked that, I think actually last week, like Thursday or Friday. Nice. Had another person screen it. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's a testament to the program too. Like if we're not getting that part done, like we're, we're, we're failing. Like we're not getting them quite where they need to be. Um, yeah, so they always say, you know, don't put strength on a bad movement pattern. Right. right? You're just going to further ingrain it. Right. Yep. And I think a lot of times we get so progressive with that. Like mm -hmm. we, we see the person like moving forward so quickly in one area where we, where we get caught. You know, we want to keep moving them forward in that area because they feel good about it too. Um, and then we kind of forget that there's also this to take care of. You know, so it's easy to be like, yeah, let's do this next on the next phase, and let's have her doing this, or let's have her doing that. And then we're like, oh, yeah, like, we still have to, we still have to correct this issue. <laughs> yeah. How um, does that work to, like, sell is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Mm -hmm. That to people that things are going well, but hold on a second, like, we got to come back, and it's small, and it's, yeah. it could be small, and it could be very mm -hmm. intrinsic, but it's still a focus. I know, like, with our athletes, like you try and slow them down because I think they got to have a 400 pound squat and it's just yeah. like, well, you can't even sit down properly. Yeah. But to bring them back, like, how have you addressed that? One of the, one of the big things that we use right away is, is kind of like using all-star athletes or, or Hall of Fame athletes, how they, the, the athlete, the Hall of Famers are Hall of Famer for a reason, it's because they do all the little things right. Like they're in here, uh, if we think there's a Hall of Fame for strength training, you know, or, or functional training, whatever you want to deem this, uh, there's guys in there that they'll tell you they're in the gym every day working on their mobility, working on the, the little things that'll create a bigger gain in the long run. Um, so we use that analogy a lot. You know, like um, Michael Jordan's an easy one to, to, to use as the analogy. Like, hey, he was shooting free throws every day. He was working on his jump shot. You know, just all those little tiny things that, that really get him to that next level. And the other part is, uh, does it matter to you to squat 400 pounds tomorrow, or does it matter to squat 400 pounds for the rest of your life? So right. we, we use that one a lot too. Nice. Um, and, and just so you can do it in 20 years from now. Like, or, you know, obviously we're not working with too many athletes here, so it's a little different conversation. Like, hey, do you wanna, does that squat really matter to you that much, or does playing with your grandkids in 20 years at a level where you can play with them on the floor and not be in pain? How are you gonna feel? That or more, yeah. And they, they understand it, like, like I said, we have a lot of like-minded individuals here, so uh, there might be some initial resistance, but they get it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just the emotional response, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so is everybody's program similar, or based on their goals, do you have like entirely different for each specific person, or how does that work? Most people uh, in our gym uh, have a fat loss program. Uh, so we, we have a template that I follow that I essentially created um, and it goes through 10 phases so it's 60 weeks worth of work that they just keep developing and developing and developing and, and growing and maximizing and transforming. Um, there's an athletic template that I created and then there's just a feel better one. 
where uh, they all have similar characteristics, but the athletic one will have more power components, more unilateral stuff, uh, and then it's sports specific exercises on there. So we'll leave, we'll leave uh, in the template, we'll leave spots open for sports specific push or sports specific pull, whatever, whatever it is going to be. And then in the feel better, um, that one's more like just strength training. There's not as many finishers or energy systems trainings at the end of the workout where we're trying to burn them out. Yep. Um, it's more strength based. You know, the reps stay between six and twelve, um, but we just we scheme it differently. And then uh, the fat loss goes through a lot of core work and a lot of energy system stuff. Where we where we follow. Um, We've tried it two different methods. We follow like a like an undulating program where we just kind of pick random reps and we go with that for six weeks. And right now we're in a pretty strict and linear one that has actually seen better results, especially for our new people. They've the just the and, and research has shown that too. That's why we switched over to it. They've they see better results if they just do something over and over and they can increase their their strength. Like if you can add five pounds, keep adding five pounds, keep adding five pounds. They get that narrow muscular adaptation right. and, and they're then let so, it build up and once they get the yeah. strength. And they're so ready for it when I'm new. Yeah. Yeah. It just like you just go. You know, yeah. you just go. Like we had a lady in here last night that she's in her twelfth week with us, uh, this week. Um, she had an awesome session last week and she followed up again last night with a, just an unbelievably like you can just tell like when that person's just ready to just erupt <laughs> and she's doing it and she knows it too so she is just like on cloud nine and we were looking at the programming so with the coaches write the progressions for the following week and we almost always do a deload at some point within a six-week phase and it almost always comes after an overload or right before we, we kind of wait to see what the person's got going on in their life or how they're doing and he's like so she's due for a deload but I think we should keep it going and I was like yeah like we got to keep this train rocking um, so she's gonna she's gonna go a couple more weeks for uh, an overload just because she's she's so focused right now she's and it's funny it's like she had so much stuff outside of the gym happen like we thought like okay let's take it back a little bit we'll kind of help her out and she's like ever since that stuff's happened um, totally different animal in here like she's generated that energy into this and it's growing um, and she's doing a fat loss uh, she's doing a fat loss template. But that's the that's the biggest difference, and then we'll have a post rehab one as well. Um, I'm actually trying to develop that one right now. Um, the hard part about that is that it, that one's so specific that we kind of have to wait to see what's going to like come into mm -hmm. before we start yeah. on it. So we we're developing more of um, we're developing more of like that type of thing, but not so focused on. Um, they're, they're, it's more about uh, post rehab. Maybe even consider like pre rehab in some aspects exercises instead of like the full blown strength training. Um, so we're we're generating more of that now. We're helping the coaches out with with new types of mobility exercises or post rehab stuff that I know from my education at UWL for pre PT and and obviously Matt Averill comes into a big play in that too. So there's four I guess big templates: the fat loss, the feel better, and then the athletic, and then the post rehab. Um, most people, I would say like 75%, 80% are on the fat loss one. Um, some of them just restarted, so they got through their full 10 phases, so they're back to phase one going okay. after it again. Yeah. <clears throat> so do they work out at the same time and do more group training, like you mentioned earlier? Yeah, or? everything's done in groups. Um, they can actually pick whatever time works best for them on the schedule. So they'll have the ability to, uh, for personal training, they'll see like when all of our coaches are available and they can just pick when they want to come in. And then if there's four people or more in that given hour, um, 
it'll lock it'll lock the hour down, so you can't sign anymore. So we do everything training-wise in small groups. So when you guys first came in, there was Pat, Tony, and mm -hmm. Eric. That was a training session. Each person had a different program that they were running, uh, and Mitch was just executing it. And and um, they'll do that program for six weeks, and then we'll in six weeks we'll we'll, we'll give them a new one, and they'll start all over. Uh, and then there's classes that accommodate that too. So the classes were originally designed for that whole gap where, like when I was doing the training at SNAP, where like, what do I do on my off days? Like the classes that we had here were originally their off day stuff. So we thought like, oh, if we could do training on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll just have all of our classes on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And that doesn't work out. You know, <laughs> ideally that'd be a perfect schedule, but um, now the classes have become like their own thing. And there's, there's several members here that just do the classes themselves to get, the results they need, they, they don't want the personal training, or uh, they're not they're not uh, wanting to do that investment for the personal training yet. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they love the classes, they love the team aspect of it. We, we kind of call it team training or large group mm -hmm. training, um, where there's more of the energy, more of the high intensity, where the semi-private stuff is more uh, focused. You know, it's it's that's where a lot of our heavy stuff is happening, and, and more of the uh, corrective stuff and the individualized stuff. But we do bring that over into the classes, so we. We limit them to uh, 12 people or less, so we can keep an eye on everybody. Um, that was one of my my big things too. I didn't want to have like a class of 20 to 30 people where we can't see, and and I didn't want to ever have that person that came in like their first class and never have any interaction with the coach. Like that drove me nuts when I hear about that with people. Like, mm -hmm. like always have to talk to the coach. The coach has always got to be able to see you. So that's a big thing for us. We were really focused on on that component, so we can keep everything personal and individualized, but also keep it uh, results focused too. Um, and the community aspect, that, I mean, a lot of these people that we see have been at several gyms again in the area and they come in and they've never had a coach talk to them. They sign up for a class and they go in there and then we have one of ours say like, hey, you know, I'm Mitch, nice to meet you. I'm Jordan, nice to meet you. Who, how, how, you know, is there anything I need to know about you today in regards to your body, like how are you moving, have you done anything like this before? And they don't know what to say. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I've never been asked that before. Uh, but I've done 10 classes, you know? So, uh, again, it's just, it's just that personal approach of it. Um, and the classes are all generated for, it's a general workout, but we have some that are more for high-intensity interval training, some that are like core uh, engagement, dynamics, activation. Like we're, we're just working through the core itself more than just abs and working on their glutes and their hips, um, mobility of it, stability of it. Uh, there's a mobility class. Um, there's pump, which is kind of like our strength class, more uh, focused on like eccentrics and uh, technique-based lower reps, and then our hybrids a combination of like a sweat and a strength. So we, we just kind of put it all together. They'll they'll do eight sets of or, uh, eight reps of rows and follow that with you know, some sort of cardio movement, meta small slams, battle ropes, kettlebell swings, something to get their heart rate up, and then just pull this with it that way. Do you have a most popular class that people tend to gravitate towards? I would say sweat. Like, yeah. like everyone likes that super <laughs> high energy, like to go, 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 go. Um, Instant gratification, yep. working hard. Yep. Yep. And that, that's sweating like... Sweating must mean you got a good workout. Right, right. Exactly. You're be sore the next day. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's a conversation that we've had to have with, with a lot of people like where they come in and they overtrain. You know, they're, they're coming in and, and they're trying to go balls to the wall where it's on like, hey, you don't always have to go... 120 miles per hour, but you can always give me 110% effort. Like, you can stay there, but the intensity can be, you know, where, where it needs to be for you. Um, we give that heads up to everybody starting a class, you know, because they're, sometimes they're coming in and there's somebody there 110, and then there's somebody actually going 60, like, 
which one am I going to do? You know, so I just do what you're supposed to do. Um, and again, that's why we keep them smaller, so we can help that person. Where, uh, you know, they go into a, a class with people that have been working out for a few years, they're going to they're gonna try and run, you know, run during the class and do all that stuff where we uh, uh, make sure that there's modifications. So every, every class has, every exercise in every class is a progression and a progression. So we know we have a, we have a sheet that watches everybody, um, and we have an injury risk sheet. So we, if someone's coming in there's new, or if something happened in the gym here outside of the gym, the uh, the coach can look that up and see anything new that's happening. So they know right away what they can or can't do with that person. And then right on the sheet itself, like you see the progression, the progression. So it's a it's a quick fix if that ever does come into play, uh, or areas of focus. Where if someone needs to work on course, really like just give them a core exercise. If a plank is hands down, you know, like one of the best exercises out there, and not a lot of people like to do them because they're hard. So we were like, hey, let's hold a plank for 30 seconds instead of doing kettlebell swings today. Or let's do dowel hinges instead. Or let's do uh, uh, toes elevated, uh, toe touch progression, hip hinge. You know, something to get the pattern developed more for them. We, we try to make those, those changes on the fly so that we don't have to take any seconds off watching people. So it's, it's uh, 45 minutes of class and it picks up pretty quick, especially the sweats. Yeah. They, they yeah. go, you know, it's 30 seconds go, and they, like, some people are gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough conversation you know, on, on overtraining and what it actually means to, to have a, a program built for you based off of our classes, even though they have access to them every day. Like, that's tough, because sometimes they go to the pump and they don't get as much sweat going. They're yeah, not, right. as, they're not right. as sore the next day, because um, we're working on mobility and strength. Sure. Whether it's supposed to be, you know, a thousand yeah, reps and stuff. Training versus working out. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a pull that there. There has to be that. You just yeah. you can't. Yeah, I can imagine your difficulty because I know ours trying to explain that. Yeah, that's a that's a tough conversation to have. That that one's probably been the most difficult with our members. Right. You know, because all they know, all they think is like they got to work harder. So we got to make sure that we're setting them down like, hey, we can yep. be smarter too. Sure. Right. Yeah. So what's the nutrition aspect that you do? Is that kind of an individualized thing, or do you just kind of have like a general program that you recommend people follow where you just kind of have them come in and you know, yeah. do a class for them or something? Uh, we follow more of the PN, uh, the precision, precision nutrition method, where we are trying to locate uh, potentially limiting, limiting factors in their, in their lifestyle. Um, so we, we, we deem it as like we personal train um, and we personal coach for nutrition. So just like they get personal training sessions, you get personal nutrition sessions where everyone's different. And we do an assessment when they first come in and I, I just wanna know their understanding of food. And a lot of times it's just the understanding of food that is our, is our biggest uh, setback, just in, in society itself. Um, there's so much out there about the quick fixes and about like, oh, eat this, don't eat that. Like people just get confused because it's everywhere. And they're coming in here with loads of knowledge, but they don't know what it means. Um, so I just try to harness that. And you really start just by looking at a plate and, and realizing like what's on their plate is a big step. Um, and then water, like those are huge things. But we go more for uh, limiting factors. And then I try to give them one or two habits like every two to three weeks to focus on to help squash those limiting factors. Um, I, we don't ever tell anybody that they can't eat anything besides trans fat, like it's all to run from that. <laughs> like we, the consensus is pretty strong. Yeah, right. Uh, but we don't tell them no. 
because that kind of has that negative effect again. So we, we just coach them on what they can do in replace of that as a substitution. And then we go to those habits and they log for us. Um, we're checking in. A lot of times they'll send me like a weekly update or I'll ask them like, hey, how are your habits going along when I see them in here? And then if they say, like, oh, they're all right, all right, show me. You know, so then they have to show me proof. And, and they just go in that circle. And then when they get those down, like things are moving forward, then we find some new habits. Um, but we don't like to overload them on that right away because then they're trying to do too much at once. So uh, we, we try to just go one or two habits at a time. Um, and the habit coaching is kind of what Precision Nutrition founded their whole coaching system on. So when I was looking into the nutrition certification, um, I actually started following like nutrition stuff from bodybuilders. So I would actually just pick bodybuilders' brains because they were like the most strict, dedicated people out there. Like never missed the meal, like macronutrients. Like I thought like you had to count everything, like this is it. And then I started realizing right away, every bodybuilder started telling me something different and it does not work with general pop. Um, unless they wanted to do bodybuilding, you know, and they wanted to go through that. And, and, and they, they didn't have, uh, they weren't ready for that type of dedication. So I started searching around and then one of the other coaches, one of the other trainers at SNAP got a PNL one uh, started and I looked at his curriculum, his book, and they had a whole half of the book on like how to just talk to people and coach people and done. Like the next day I, I enlisted and, and uh, six months later I got the certification. Um, we're now using Pro Coach, which is their online software. Uh, we're just about to actually release that in the gym and that's an online 52-week uh, curriculum that uh, members can follow, and then I oversee that part of it. Um, but it's the same thing, like they fill out a questionnaire, a huge customized thing, um, and then they, they start at whatever level that kind of questionnaire puts them at, and then I'm just overseeing their, their progress as we go through. Uh, and it's the same stuff that uh, PN uses for their, like all of us could just go and become a client of PN right now. Um, it's their same curriculum. And uh, uh, so I'm excited for that because it's going to be able to have more of an accountability factor for the nutrition for the, for the members that need it. And then we don't have to do so much one-on-one -on -one. because all of our nutrition stuff is on one-on-one. -on -one. That one I don't do in groups. Uh, that one's too, that one's too, I'd say it's too, it's too individualized, but I, I used to think exercise was like that too. And then we kind of do things in groups. Um, but uh, we, we do all that one-on-one. -on -one. A lot of that more is, like, I feel is more private stuff. You know, with our members, like the nutrition side of things, there's there's medical things that come into play. There's family things that usually come into play. Their work, you know, they don't tell you about that when they're when they're squatting or planking. Um, but when you're doing nutrition stuff, they'll tell you. So we go a lot a lot more with the habit focused. Um, one or two things every couple weeks, and if they accomplish it, then we keep going forward. But if it's hard for them, then we we dial it back. Like, okay, let's let's look at this. Like, look what happened when we tried to do this. You started doing this, so that's actually not our focus. Like this is and we'll give them habit B to follow instead. Um, and it's, it's not a numbers thing at all, it's just, again, first part of it starts with education, so we're, a lot of times we're, we're a teacher in the nutrition, just educating them what food is, what food does, and uh, getting the mindset shifted a little bit. And uh, ironically now, I think when I first started five years ago, we were seeing most people overeating, now we're seeing most people are undereating, um, hmm. which is, which is, it's a totally different concept when you're talking to them. You know, you see it and they're eating 700, 800 calories a day. When you, when I first started, I remember people were logging in like 1,900 or 2,600. And now I wish like someone would eat that much, you know, because they're working out six days a week. All right, how do we get to this? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that, it's out of this realm. Like 
it's almost like you, you did something just completely terrible to them. And you tell them, like, yeah, let's get closer to 2,000. And they have no idea how to get there. So that's how we coach them how to get there. You might be able to relate to that a little bit. Yeah, it's just amazing that people think that's the answer. Just kind of starve yourself. and mm-hmm. Work harder, starve yourself. <laughs> yeah. Fitness in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it, it, it's gotten to that. It's... It's tough. It's even worse with athletes. Uh, you see a yeah. bigger gap in you know, what they're eating versus what they should be. And mm-hmm. I'm just amazed at how well people can still function. It's like, how are you able to do what yeah. you do yeah. when we you don't eat that much? It's like, wow. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, women in here. We're primarily women. Uh, and we call it mommy syndrome. Like, they're just going to do it. They, they just yeah. has to get done. You know, they, yeah. they train at 5 a.m. They're going to get up at 4 a.m. every day to be here at 5, and they're going to do it off of 500 calories or 2,500 calories. Like, mommy syndrome. Like, it's just mommy drive. It's done. Yeah. Whole other gear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, now it's, the industry's looking into more of, like, adrenal fatigue, um, which they're calling adrenal insufficiency, uh, learned last week. Uh, and <laughs> That's a whole other can of worms. Oh, yeah. Oh, you start yep. tapping into the endocrine yep. system, and yep. it's, things are going to get crazy. Yeah. It, it is, and I think we're, we're going to see more and more of it. Like, the fitness industry's grown 3% in the last year, so instead of having... You know, where 10%, 12% of the population's ever had a gym membership. Like, we're at 15, 16 now, which has been the most it's ever been. Um, large part to CrossFit, but large part to education of the consumer. You know, there, there's more and more people growing to it, so. Uh, I can't wait to see what the genetic component brings into it. Yeah. yeah. Keep growing, both right. on the nutrition and the training side. Right. You're able to type someone to what training's going to work best. Mm-hmm. I don't, one day I don't know if you can get any more specific than that. I know they're already out there testing it. Not that. Yeah. Still got a ways to go. I was yeah, saying, the started. group that I follow in India is that you can go in and get a genetic test to see right. if you're endurance, which isn't exactly groundbreaking because there's ways you could do it, but if you don't have to get a <laughs> muscle so you, Yeah, if you don't need to get your quad taken test to know that, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, that's not the most fun feeling ever, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it'll be really interesting because I know we've looked at the nutrigenomics, just morbid curiosity, and then I think the blood testing is going to be the other big swing. Mm-hmm. The wellness FXs of the world and all those where that's where it's going to go. Like, yeah. yeah. It's all leading towards that. All the other answers are being solved. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and then when the hell <laughs> system breaks and we have to figure it out, <laughs> yeah. from there it'll be just a free-for-all. Yeah. So. That's uh, that's one of the big gaps right now. I think there's there's so many people in the industry that think that they're doing it the only way it's supposed to be done, like it's their way and yep. it's the right way because they're getting results. But the results are, like, I think, results should be the easiest thing to get if we just bring them down to a level where they understand everything and we all work together. Like, right. But there's so many people that think like, nope, it's just this or it's just that. Right. I can't do mobility because I'm this person. Um, <laughs> we talk about it with diet all the time. Like, there's so many options out there. You know, paleo, ketogenic. Right. I think the ketogenic diet is an extremely interesting thing, and but it's not going to work for everybody. Right. It just isn't, and that's okay. And I think that's where you got to be. Yeah. Open mind. Trying to put people in kind of whether it's a good thing or not, be almost like a jack of all trades of it. Yeah. Because you need to figure out well, if that's not working, what tweak can we do? Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to get really good and I'm sure you've seen the same thing with all the training in here exactly. I can be better at volume and you may be better at intensity and we both get the same results we both get stronger I think but the biggest thing is just knowing 
who you're listening to when you get that advice. No, like, that's are they true. someone who is going to force you into, no, this is the only way you're going to get results, or are they willing to work with you and find an individualized plan? I had a post ready that I didn't get done. We went to a commercial gym, we'll just say that, when we were in Kansas City, and I was just, I can't help but watch. Like, right. it just, it kills me. And I was working out with my buddy who's muscle and fitness kind of he's really gotten into it but that's what that's his you know bodybuilding.com t nation articles on but those are bad <laughs> yeah but that's what he gets his stuff from yeah. so it was like just little tweaks i was giving him to get him what he wanted but i'm watching everybody else and there was this mountain of a man that was a personal trainer i mean he was wearing boxing shoes so i don't know if he's the world's biggest boxer or if he <laughs> played football or what his deal was but then there's a couple other ones and one didn't fit the mold so much but he was there and he was a you know, employer of the gym and just watching their personal training sessions. I, I watched this poor little man with this gigantic guy just go back and forth from leg extensions to walking lunges, which were terrible. And I just felt bad for his oh, knees yeah. to then going over and doing hamstring curls to standing calf raises on the machine. And they wandered over by the squat rack. But at that point I just stopped watching because I couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. But it was just like, this poor guy, you know, and he's like, oh, and he, I could heard him joke one time, I guess that's why people hit leg down. It's like, you don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, you're not even going to get the results that you think you want to get. And you're not going to look like that guy. Mm-hmm. But, that's you know, the guy's just like yeah. walking around, just making it up as he goes. You know, there's no sheet. And it's yeah. just kind of like that. I feel so bad that you're wasting your money that I almost want to, like, pull you away and just say, can I just offer some advice? No cost. Yeah. Just, Oh, but yeah, that's the hardest part is not like that's what that person knows is fitness. I know, and and that's, 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 that's that's what they yeah. And they that and that they like it, or if they can't walk for five days, they think that that's what they know right. is fitness. Right. Or if somebody gets hurt in a high intensity class, they go to it the first time, they're not coming back. Like fitness is a negative connotation. Right. Like now it's worse. Yeah. So that's that's the most frustrating thing in the industry right now. And just do your homework on whoever you're paying for your services, like. Mm-hmm. There's good and bad to everyone, doctors, okay. dietitians, yeah. trainers, coaches, like, yep. ask around, you know, what's the reputation like? Uh, testimonials, get, things yeah. like reference. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's the industry's in a, in a good spot of growth, but it's in a bad spot of education. You right, know, that's like, a good way to put like it. You can go get educated right now, you can get a CPT right now, like today, I could go sign up for a, yep. like my certification is actually an online certification I got while I was in school. Um, and I knew it was crap. Like I knew it was, I, and I still have it. Like I re, I just researched on that one. Like someday I plan on going over when things kind of settle down a little bit. Uh, but I had DWL to help me out. Um, I shadowed a bunch of classes there, and then I had all those mentors when I first started. Which, which Randy is my big one. But um, started following all those people, and I, I like to say like I, I did pretty well with that part of it. But I don't recommend my certification to anybody. Like I'm not even saying its name, but it's it's out there. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Um, Something to put but you're doing your homework and doing right. other so, education. Yeah, outside so of it's that. doable. Like you can do it, but it's just the fact that anybody can now just go get that, and then they're right. they're, they're going to the next day, and they 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 love exercise so much that's what brought them into it. That they don't know how to help somebody yet. Um, and there's a lot of that. You know, like there's some certifications you just go for a couple of days, and you can come back and then be a coach at big box gyms or uh, anywhere else. And, it's scary. Uh, it is. Just because you pass a test doesn't mean you all of a sudden know it all. Yeah. I got put in my place multiple times <laughs> yeah. as I figured that out. And it was good. It's made it to where I don't stop. Like, to the point now, I feel like I almost go too far. And 
you try and consume too much information, yeah. you don't know what to throw a dart at. But, yeah. <laughs> That's good though, because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I always have to like write down because I've got so many references for exercises, I can't even think of them because yeah. I just don't even know where to start. So I have to make my own little list. Yep. So, so you have uh, something to look at though. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my theory anyway. So I appreciate <laughs> you confirming that. That makes me feel better. Yeah, you know, it's, it's super frustrating. So I, I sent it and posted a while ago on my Facebook page. But we, I had a friend um, who posted this, and I looked into our scores. And uh, everyone who's, like, this is the first time they've ever been to a gym. We see their movement screen, we see their score. Uh, and then we have several members that have been a part of a gym, and they've come in here, and we do their movement screen. The members that have been a part of the gym before coming to Unity have lower movement scores. Interesting. That is interesting. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I was, like my, my friend posted, like, there's no way. And I went and checked ours. And I didn't check them all, but I checked probably half. And crazy. Tabs, and I'm like, man. I believe it. I mean, you watch people just swipe in, hop on elliptical for a little bit, maybe do some mm -hmm. a couple machines. leg extensions and yeah. chest press. And I was thinking about that the other day. Kind of like the evolution of fitness. You know, like machines were all the rage like years ago. Not and now, boom. Yeah. Right. Right, exactly. And then now it's you know, free moving, functional, if you will, you know, cross with the whole bit. Mm -hmm. Like where are we going next? Well, right. Like in like fifteen years, are we going back to machines? Like I just like you know, like where underwater strength training. Yeah. yeah. There's well yeah, that's yeah there's some of I mean, there it is, but it's just kinda like you know, everything know. kinda like you said, ebbs and flows and whatever and you know, the same thing with nutrition, like you know, is CrossFit gonna stay around forever? God knows. Like, It'll probably be like virtual reality e-stem or something like that. <laughs> just put on these goggles yeah, yeah. The and then electrodes and then you just like think you're moving and it zaps yeah. you. Squats are tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sore from standing here for 30 seconds. Take the goggles off. Oh, the workout. They can incorporate an ARP into that though. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Still the most popular video. Did you see that clip when I did an ARP wave on Madison? No, no, it's a former oh, student of ours, and he runs it's Madison Human Performance. That one's on us, Dan. Um, and he's got this thing called an ARP wave, and it's a stimulant, but it's meant for like helping train like patterns. Okay. Well, he's got it does that, and it does like a quote-unquote search and destroy, which is just as bad as it sounds. So you find <laughs> trigger points, and it's lighting them up. Oh, Think dry needling, but only with oh, stim pads. Right. And so. And AJ kept volunteered for it, and it is, it was a, it's a 20-minute video that I cut down because it took forever, and it's, we're, it's, it's by far our most popular How video. How sweat he's doing this. He's like yeah. hopping off the table, and I don't, I think it helped, and I think I understand where they're going for sure. with it, and the thing makes sense, but yeah. boy, was it an intense thing, Ooh. and highly recommend that one because it is. Funny. I wouldn't do that to your first day participants. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm joining the gym. <laughs> yeah. We're going to set this on you for your movement assessment. Yeah. And see you later. Nah, you're yeah. never going to have another class. Wow. That's nuts. <laughs> but yeah, that. Anyway. It's interesting. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I was listening to uh, Barbell Shrugged, and it was. It attaches to your phone. God, I'm trying. I'm blanking on the name of it right now. But it's basically an e stim thing that runs off of your Ooh. phone. Right there, box or something like that. I'll have to look it up and put it in there. But it was just kind of an interesting concept. So they were taking off some of the recovery stuff and also just like what the Mark Pro has done and their own little version of it. And it was interesting and kind of a better than a tens unit, but always with you. And yeah, I could see that becoming a thing. Oh yeah. 
I think they talked about training with it on it too and getting some benefit to it, which if you go all the way back to the original uses of like Russian stem, yeah. that's what it was used for. Right? Right. And still they still use it. More for re education after injury, but you know, it's a lot of people have been sedentary for so long it mimics right. an injury for really sure. Right. Exhibiting yeah. dysfunction. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, get to our questions here. What do you think? Sure. Okay. It's new. I got. I, yeah, I know. I need five more minutes up. Doc's already got my order for lunch training, so I'll be all right. No trans fat on there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I actually ordered a salad. <laughs> what? Nice. Wow. Jeez. Jolie. I texted him. I, 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 I said, "Is it on top of a burger or what?" Here is my order. It is a salad. Extra meat. Wow. The scale scared me the other day. No. Real bad. I don't need to outweigh most of our linemen. But, wow. Anywho. Anyone does at our school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Coach. <laughs> First one we always ask, I'm sure we've kind of covered it, but if you can summarize it, something that you believe in that others may not, and it really doesn't have to be fitness if you get something else, but yeah. both if you want to, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, I think I've stuck to this since I, I remember like reading books, um, that were kind of like the aha moment after aha moment after mm-hmm. aha moment. And it's always being open-minded. And to me, that means always be listening first. Like, try to listen as much as you can. And just know that there's not one way that things might, uh, that would be like the only way done. So there might be other possibilities. So our thing is like always be open concept, open-minded, always be willing to change and like grow within that. And uh, keep watering the tree. And I think the story is actually about a bamboo stick or, or a piece of bamboo where you keep watering the bamboo and after four years like it's you know it's 90 feet tall but you water it every day like water your tree every day so whatever it is like your goal is like don't don't just stop because you don't see progress like someday that that tree will be you know 100 feet tall okay. um, so like continue it. to push that and just be open-minded to the different ways you know to, you know, to water it and um mastermind and with people and I, I say mastermind because I don't like networking as much. Like I don't like the term. Like it just doesn't feel good to me in that. Feels kind of rigid. Yeah. Um, so I mastermind people. Yeah. Right. You're in my network. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're uh, after reading Napoleon Hill's book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. I think he's the one that has like a whole like chapter on it. But just the power of mastermind, but just like-minded individuals after a common goal and and working together with it. There's so many people that they meet somebody and they're like, yeah. No, I'm not gonna give that guy any more of my time. To you and the open the door, you know, the checking your ego, you open yeah. your mind, checking your ego at the door. Everybody has a place. There's plenty mm-hmm. to go around. So yeah. So open concept, water the tree, and mastermind like as much as you can. And I, part of that's personal. Like I used to think I like as an independent contractor when I first started, like I was always doing my thing. Right. And not asking anybody for help, just kind of following the lines. And I did that at school too. Like I think that got me in trouble at school a lot because. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I just kept doing my own thing and meet with my advisor once a semester and he's telling me stuff. I'm like, man, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Like, that's a prerequisite for PT school? Like, what did that two years ago? Like, I'm applying. Like, I need this now. You know, I remember that moment too. So it's, it's just masterminding. You know, using your resources um, and, not, and not being isolated. You mentioned one, but other book recommendations? Uh, yeah, one of my favorites is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. 
that's like good one. One of my one of my all time favorite books, and he's one of my all time favorite speakers. Like I just listen to that guy all day. Um, the one thing by Gary Keller. Uh, there's uh, there's the old school ones, so How to Win Friends and Influence People, so Dale Carnegie, and then Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Steve Covey, and then Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Like those ones are kind of staples. Um, I'm trying to reread. Uh, think and Grow Rich right now, or re-listen to, um, and then Tribes, uh, is, for some reason, like, some of these books just, like, resonate, I think they caught me at a good time, because I was waiting to see if Unity Fitness was going to happen physically, right. mm-hmm. and I just remember, like, diving into these books, like, hard, and I only was able to focus on the book, where I didn't have a million other things going on, so I just, like, fully invested in the book. I've heard good things about Tribes, haven't read it yet. It's super I short, read. I don't remember who wrote it, though. Um, I'm buying that too, but the premise of it sounds really yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's just cool. Like, like essentially, it's the saying that the the world needs leaders, um, but they need leaders because people need someone to follow. Right. And I remember, like, one of my biggest struggles, and it still is, like, is confidence. Like, I need confidence to to be able to tell people certain things or to do more things or to take that next step. Like, that's a that, that's why exercises worked for me when I was in uh, at UWL. Like. Um, like exercise helped me gain more confidence just to be able to like talk. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very uh, outside of these doors. Like I'm very reserved, like very introverted, big time. <laughs> um, inside these doors, different person. I have to be though. Right. And I think tribes really kind of flipped my mindset on that. And I'm trying to work more on the outside of the doors thing now. Um, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I thought you were kind of an asshole. She didn't say hi. Like, no, I just, <laughs> like I just don't know what to say, man. I'm just I'm reserved. Like I'm back. Like sorry. You know, it's just my personality. Apparently, I look pissed all the time. <laughs> I've gotten that before. I'm just standing there. They're like, no, you look angry. I was like, no, I'm standing there. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. So when, I, when I drive, when I drive, apparently I'm out. You just oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm mean mugging everybody. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, those, those, are, those are big books. I'm reading, um, I'm reading a really good one right now called Beyond Discipline. Uh, it's, it's part of our, our book club with the mastermind group that I'm in. And it's essentially how, like, moving beyond discipline in a classroom, like a school setting, and it's going through like all the different progressions of that over the last 40 years, but it's like a psychology book more towards that. Okay. Very interesting, interesting. Uh, community building. I'm very interested in the yeah. psychology stuff. Yeah, yeah. The mindset stuff is where a lot of my stuff has shifted to. I still read like fitness books, like I just finished Mike Boyle's, um, is the new edition of his, of his uh, functional training for sports. Um, I'm going to do Schoenfield, Brad Schoenfield's uh, Hypertrophy. Yep, that's next on the list. I don't know how I missed that one in the last five years, but oh, I got so many of those. I yeah, it, that's not that new. Or, oh, it just oh, came yeah, out this year. Oh, for so that's why. Yeah, I feel no, a lot I, better then. I just that got it. Been, like, people have been talking about it for so long. No, it just came out this book. year. Oh, that makes me feel there you super go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling her last night, like I almost bought it. Like I don't know how I haven't read this yet. You know, and people keep referencing it, like everything I'm reading. Yeah, it's a good review. It's a good resource. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the mindset, the psychology part of books, motivational interviewing, um, like th- that stuff like really resonates because that's how I can coach people better. Like I feel like the exercise and the team that we have, the coaches that we can bring in, like it's more of like how do you coach people. Oh yeah. So it's, it's getting inspiring that, that motivation yes. within them. Yes. I think that's a big challenge. Yeah, the inspirational part is huge, huge in here. So we have like a most of the people that work here, the coaches that we've had in here are all introverts too, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And, but, I'm yeah. just envisioning walking in and everyone's right. just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> just people here. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. really funny. Like in here, we have to be somebody else. And we've had we've had different coaches come in where they couldn't quite get to that point yet. Where we we're like, hey, like, we need you to be more. Like, oh, it's just not me. It's okay. Like it's just what we need. Yeah. But it's like like I said, like outside of here, I'm a totally different person. Inside of here, they just know me as this person. Like high energy, like motivational, but inspirational. Like it resonates through 95 percent of our clients. Because a lot of times when they come into the gym, like it's the it's at the lowest point they've ever been. You know, they, they don't ever want to be told that they have to go to a gym. So a lot of our pursuit is catching them on the proactive side of that. Like, let's not ever have to be told that you have to do that. So let's get you in now and battle that part of it. And how do you inspire them where the gym becomes a positive thing, like a fun thing, so then we can tackle all the other outside stuff like the nutrition or recovery mm-hmm. or support. Let me see that. What's a fitness recommendation, or I guess I shouldn't say fitness, but uh, a purchase for under a hundred dollars? I saw that question on there, and I kept thinking, like, what would I say? Um, I still think a foam roller. Yeah. I just, I just solid. I just love mm-hmm. the foam roller. Yeah. I, yeah, we were acknowledging the rack over there. I've never seen yeah, that before. It's nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm gonna give them a free one too, and we'll cover this when we talk to them. Rove rollers. Rollers. Guy I went to college with started. It actually unfolds. I saw it for the travel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it in like your suitcase, and yeah. it's yeah. flat, and then it snaps it up. And it looks pretty impressive. I think I saw you I'm doing that. I'm really waiting for that to show up. <laughs> yeah. I think it comes in March. So awesome. Uh, yeah. So we got funded, right? It was like a Kickstarter program yep. he was doing. Yep. They cool. got funded, and then so so yeah, we're. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah I've, heard, awesome. I've heard good things. I think they'll be successful with that but one. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, there's, there's so much magic that you can do with it, um, especially if you take it with you. Right, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. You don't have to. Um, when we travel, I'm always like, man, they, we bring lacrosse balls. We've got a little, like, uh, one that we use. Now we go to gyms a lot, so we just hop on one there or go to a gym that has them there. But, uh, yeah, I'd say probably a foam roller. Um, That's a good pick. A lacrosse yeah, ball, good. foam roller, something like yeah. that. Cool. Do we have any other questions? Yeah. Is that it? If you could go back, go back in time, 10 years, what kind of advice would you give yourself? The, the, the networking one, the mindset, the, the masterminding with people, um, user resources. Like I kept thinking like it was me flying solo when I first started college. It got me into a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't use the resources like I had there. Like, like I was pretty bitter at UWL for a while. You know, just like just UWL, just any doesn't matter, just UWL. Um, and it's funny, like uh, I, I I see myself like saying that, and I hear myself saying that. Like, gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> but it's it was me. Like, I just thought I could just do my own thing, cruise through, like I did at high school. Um, you know, where there was a different story where I could just do the homework the night before and not have to worry about anything, go and ace the test and get out of there with the the diploma. And uh, applying yourself enough to be into a masterminding type of environment or like a networking environment mm-hmm. is big. Uh, like I'm still I'm still very poor at the networking aspect. Like I'm mm-hmm. fortunate I'm too busy. I, see, I didn't say that. I, I don't. It doesn't set well. <laughs> um, or I just struggle with that part of it. But it's it's just talk to people like that that are like minded or that know more than you and that have more experience because you can learn something from anybody. So it's 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 listening and using your resources. Um, you know, we tell all of our coaches in here that every member in here has something for you to learn from them. So make sure you're listening. Like, don't ever think that you know more than them. Um, 
Oh, and that's with everybody. Like, you oh, yeah. take this with them. You know, like, listen mm-hmm. to everybody you can because you try to learn something from somebody every day. Right. And that used to not be how I thought at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it was just post high school, early college days. I worked at as a merchandiser at Pepsi. Like, here's your store. Go finish it up. Like, however you got to finish it, do it. Got it. You ever see the boss? It means something's wrong. Okay. Always do your job. You know, never ask any questions. Just do it. <laughs> Working at Staff Fitness as an independent trainer, like you five, you have your own rules. You know, you do your own stuff, you charge your own rates, you do your own hours. Like, that's all I knew. So I think I got really sucked into that mindset, that, that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and it really deterred me. It's um, good, though, that you at least came to, you know, where you are now mm-hmm. this this soon because I feel like some, sometimes people don't ever. Yeah, you're trapped. <clears throat> you're yep. trapped. And it's, and it's hard to see the other side of it. Oh yeah, you're in a you're in a little tunnel, and you have and you don't. And again, as we were saying earlier, you don't know what you don't know, so you have no idea that there's another part of it that exists. Like it's it's incomprehensible to you. No way, that's not how people talk. Like that's not what people do. They don't sit in a group of four guys making a video talking about a like minded, you know, fitness and health. Like there's no way. Right. And uh, you know now we're part of a mastermind. Um, heading out to California in a couple weeks and there's like 30, 40, 50 other gyms in the nation. I don't know who's showing up, but we just talk. Awesome. We, yeah. That's so, awesome. Like it's so cool. And we've, we've talked to several other gyms in the area. Like we've, we, we've communicated with, uh, like Anthony Dix, uh, from Fitness Lying Down and Devin from, and Kevin from Journey Active, uh, Jake, uh, Dohorst over at UDX, across at UDX, like. There's communication that Harrison over at Studio 16, like there's 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 that happening here in the cross now, so it's a growth mindset type of thing. Um, so it's 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 happening, and I think part of that is also because like the mindset of I'm in has shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, where I think if I would have thought like I was five years ago, six years ago, like I'm like oh yeah, screw those guys, like, yeah. they're no good. Like this is the place to go. Right. Um, oh, there's enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's. It's just is what it is. Like you can't escape it. Right. Um, but we've referred people to other gyms. Like, hey, it's not a good fit. Like, if you're on the north side of the cross. I got a perfect gym for you. Call this guy up. And I'll message him right away. Okay, I'm sending somebody over to you. Like, be on the lookout for this call. call like, answer it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all comes back to you. That's from what I've oh, heard. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just do it. Too. It doesn't seem like it, but it does. Yep. One way or the other. Yeah. Always, Always your reputation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And so it's can come to you when you open another. Right. North side, okay. That was my question: Is what's next <laughs> for you guys when yeah. you're setting up the other building? Yeah, we've been asked that a lot. <laughs> I can't tell you, like, so we were super close to going to Holman, like inches, um, and uh, it just didn't quite fit well. My mom owned a business up there, and we really looked into the demographics, and uh, it was close. Really nice space, like eleven thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, rent was less than this building, like. Right in the main drag, <laughs> special foods there. I mean, ideal. And I just, I, like, I think it scared me a little bit. Yeah. But then it was just the, a lot of Holman, uh, from what I was looking into, uh, was still growing. So they were still so new. They were still coming to lacrosse for everything. Mm. You know, now Holman's still there. Like school district wise, like number one in the state. Yeah. Um, new festival going wise, up. New, new library. Going up. Yeah. Just all of this stuff happening. And. Uh, I know Upraxia is going up there now. CrossFit went out. They were up there for a while. Uh, they have Ironworks. Uh, you know, they have B-Fit. Mm-hmm. But someday, Northside, probably. Uh, but I know i got to figure out how to run run location before we <laughs> There you go. Yeah, so, minor yeah. detail. Yeah. 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 No, 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 that was huge. Yeah, we, 
we're, 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 we're working on growing this. Like ideally, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to have a bigger, twice the size of this facility with two classroom spaces to have two yeah. classes at once. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times, like our classes are getting booked and our training, we have eight people out here training in this space. You know, so if we could have a bigger training space, double the size and then two classes, like, that's... Be set. Yeah, both at five o'clock, both at six o'clock, so you don't have to worry about time. Like, there you go. right now, if we had another class, it's going to be at seven o'clock at night. Five people want to train at that time. Yeah. So just keep growing unity, keep getting the results, uh, and keep the eyes open. You know, I, I don't see it happening within the next. You know, we're going to be here for a couple more years yet, but I don't. I don't plan on opening a second location anytime within that time. Yeah. <laughs> this this one is hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Can imagine. All right. Yeah. Well, where awesome. can people find you? They can find us on Facebook. Uh, so one of the downfalls that I haven't caught around to is that we have like a different uh, tag name or username for like everything that we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're using- Twitter screwed us. We couldn't fit the whole name in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. it's like abbreviations. Um, and we're on Facebook at Unity Fitness Lacrosse. Um, there's only one Unity Fitness, but I just wanted to make sure like they knew it started on the cross when, we, when they found us, yeah. you know, someday. Yeah. Um, Let's see, we're unityfitnesspro.com. We're Unity Fitness Pro on Twitter that we don't really do a whole lot of tweeting from, uh, more following. Uh, we're Unity Fitness uh, Lax, L-A-X, on Instagram. Um, yeah, Facebook and the website is where most of our marbles are, marbles are at, so that'd be yeah. the easiest way to get a hold of us. Yeah. Uh, Send out a weekly or... Yeah. You, I don't know, is it weekly? I feel like so I don't pay weekly, attention weekly, close enough, but I know I get it. Yeah, weekly and I check newsletter. It out. Okay. Uh, weekly newsletter. We we send out like motivational, inspirational stuff, like stuff that's usually it's personal to me that I read in like a business type of thing or coaching type of yep. thing that I relate it to fitness. Um, I try to do that on Mondays, usually a recipe on every Thursday. Uh, anything else that's coming in, I'll try and funnel that through. Uh, so we do have a newsletter. Um, we have, uh, you can access that on our website. There's a 21 day jumpstart on there. That's essentially just gives you the full experience here to jumpstart something in your health and fitness. Again, it doesn't have to be with us long-term, but as long as we're part of the journey to getting them moving, the 21 day jumpstart gets them uh, classes and training sessions to give them the full experience of like, what fitness could be for them. Mm -hmm. um, that's all online. But uh, yeah, the, the names are all different. We'll link so, them all up. So right. we'll <laughs> yeah. They'll find you. There's, there's different ones. I remember, like we were doing the marketing stuff with UWL, and they're like, "So, do you think you can get, make the names all the same?" Probably someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably nice. should have thought about that. Yeah, Google know? can find it. Yeah, yeah. 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 If we're, you look hard enough, you Google will find it for you. We're on there. We're on there. Uh, but yeah, Facebook, we're on all the time. Like that's that's a pretty uh, big thing for us. That's awesome. where a lot of our growth has come from. So good deal. Cool. Well, Sounds good. Thanks for appreciate it. Bring yeah, us out thanks, here. guys. It's been awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good talking to you, hearing fun. the whole story. Yeah. Got it now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. It, uh, it's been a journey so far, man. Like, like you came to resolutions, the revolutions thing. Yep. I had this as a goal, like by the time I turned thirty, but I thought I needed to have ten years' experience, like the masters, you know, get enough knowledge in there, and then we're kind of thrown into it. Yeah, ah, trial life. It's a good, yeah, right. good way to learn. It's the best way to do it. it. Yeah, Absolutely. just do it. So, uh, yeah, it's all worked out, and we're still, we're still growing. Like we're the busiest now we've ever been, and now it's learning how to handle, like manage. Like we struggled with seventy people. Like how to manage that? Now we're at ninety, so we're struggling. Like there's never a learn. perfect time. Right. Go. You learn. Good problems to have. Do that. All right. 
so it's cool. Like it's just like when they say like listen to people on the money side of things, like, oh, if you want to make this much money, you have to learn how to spend that much, and you have to learn how to invest, and you have to learn how to do this, and then if you want to make that much money, there's different things you have to do. <laughs> you know? That's what I relate to our, our members here too. You know, it's how we how do things. So the coaches are becoming more involved now, so I don't have 90 people asking me questions. There you <laughs> That's go. Nice. Yeah. Delegation. <laughs> yeah, right. Delegation. Sure. Nice. So, cool. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. Nice chatting with you. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypressed.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube and any podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy Newsletter. You'll get direct links to all new clinically pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated simple and optimize performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.